If you're trying to come up with an excuse of why the Arizona Cardinals aren't the top team in the NFL right now, stop. <laughs> Don't you waste your time. The Arizona Cardinals improved to 6-0. They crushed the Cleveland Browns on the road, and the Cardinals were undermanned. They were the undermanned team going into this game. We're breaking it all down. It's Bo Brock. It's, Lo it's uh, Alex Clancy. It's all right here. Locked on Cardinals. Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What an unbelievable way to start the week for the sixth straight time. The Arizona Cardinals improved to 6-0. 37-14 Arizona Cardinals all over the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's what we expected for them without their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, without arguably their best <laughs> rusher, Chandler Jones, without the spine, as Alex Clancy calls it, of their offensive line, and uh, Rodney Hudson, who's now on IR, gone for the next three weeks or so, without Zach Allen. The list goes on and on and on. Who's going to call the plays? It doesn't matter. This Arizona Cardinals team is special. Yeah, they are. Well put, Bo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, like we've talked, we talked about a lot of things, a lot of things to be worried about ahead of Sunday's game. Miles Garrett in the pass rush, Jadavian Clowney without Rodney Hudson there. Uh, the rush attack averaging 187 total yards between Kareem Hunt and uh, and Nick Chubb, and then Nick Chubb is is out. They scored 12 total touchdowns between the two of them through five weeks. On and on and on. Odo Beckham is still needing respect, even though he's a shell of what he was when he was in New York and the number one and number two option for Eli Manning. Throw the book out. What yeah. the hell happened? It happened again. It happened again. Kyler Murray was impeccable. We'll talk about it. Chase Edmonds and James Conner together were impeccable, namely the latter in the second half, something that I had been talking about, the Cardinals needing a LeGarrette Blunt-type guy in the exact same situation that they found themselves in today where you hand it off to them and they run the clock out. You get first downs, and magically that happened. The stat of the night, and we'll talk about everything, Cardinals were on the field for 34 minutes. Four extra minutes over the split 50-50 time. If you're on the field for 34 minutes, you're going to win every single game. That means your offense is on the field for 34 minutes a game. They played, I mean, they went on the road without their head coach, didn't really know who was playing calls. Colt McCoy was in the room. He's going to help with playing. It just, it just worked. And luckily the defense put the offense again in a position to succeed myriad times like they had earlier in the season. I mean, they were basically the end of Varsity Blues, the movie, with uh, your your quarterbacks, your current quarterbacks making the calls. Who do you? Yeah, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury wasn't taken out because he was a jerk. He was taken out from, of course, uh, a positive test. And, you know, Colt McCoy's helping out with the play calling. You've got Vance Joseph, and you got your guy Jeff Rogers, a special teams coordinator. They're acting as your head coach. And it was a collective effort, and it was special. Everything that went down on Sunday, sure, there's a is a little bit stagnant. You know, at the end of the first half, you had the Hail Mary at the end for the Browns that they connect on to cut into the lead. They go to halftime into the locker room down 23-14, and the Cardinals come out in the second half, and it was an impressive offensive drive. Uh, they get shut down, and the Browns' offense comes back onto the field and then what happens, this Cardinals defense continues to do what they've done for the last – no, I'm sorry, they, what they've done for the entire season, maybe with the exception 
of the game against the Minnesota Vikings. They've just completely answered the bell and been uh, just a, a force and got the ball back into the Arizona Cardinals offense's hands. And then that's when they were kind of complete, uh, extend this lead this game away and then kind of get into that uh, take the air out of the football, run the clock game that you mentioned with James Conner. It was just an impressive effort, especially when you consider everybody who was out for this game. Yeah, I mean, and you look at just the first half. The first two drives were nine and a half minutes total. That's over half of a quarter where they're on the field for two drives, and they both end in touchdowns. That's not something we've seen from the Cardinals. It's usually quick hit or the defense, like the third drive, was off was off an interception or a fumble. I can't. I, I was off a fumble that ended yeah. in a field goal in, in under a minute. But like, and then the interception, field goal. Like the Cardinals scored as Bo mentioned on every drive in the first half. You're gonna win. You're gonna win a lot of games if that happens. So I mean, it's just, dude, Bo. We talk about it. We talk about this team every day. It's like nothing can surprise you. They've won every way. They've won every way you can win. Yeah, yeah. They were down mm-hmm. 21-3 against Minnesota, I think. They were down a bunch against Minnesota. They came back oh, and won. Yeah. They played super ugly. That's right, because they missed extra point. They played yeah. super ugly against San Francisco. They won that game. They go on the road. Luckily, it was in the afternoon time slot, and they win against a team that was a fourth down stop away from potentially beating Kansas City in the playoffs last year to go to the NFC AFC Championship game. Like, they've played everywhere. They blew out an AFC champion opponent in – uh. In, in Tennessee in week one, like they've, they've won in every way possible and nothing really should surprise you anymore, especially with week seven coming up with Houston coming into town. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, absolutely. And to add on top of that, you know, San Francisco comes and gives them a, a tough, uh, as far as defensive output, San Francisco's defense played very well. And the Arizona Cardinals won ugly last week. We talked about that for a long time. And then the Arizona Cardinals faced probably the most adversity that they faced all season long with all those guys out. And, uh, you know, I saw a team out there that out of the gates came out hyper-focused. They, they, they focused on what the game plan was. We heard that Cliff Kingsbury was going to script a ton of plays. And the collective effort was Herculean, and it was on point. And the Arizona Cardinals dominated a, a good team, a team that scared this, at least these hosts right here, Bo and Alex, and, and a lot of the fan base. And we knew what they were capable of. And the Arizona Cardinals right out of the gates took them out of that game plan and completely just dismantled this Browns team. Yeah, I mean, it shows how important Nick Chubb is to the team. I mean, it shows sure. how important it is to establish the run for this team, for everything else to happen. And say what you want about Baker Mayfield, shut it with him. The dude ripped his shoulder off his body. He doesn't miss a play. He comes back in. He's the leader of that team. Sure, he's not an absolute elite quarterback. He's not the first quarterback that needs a run game to be excellent. But when he, it, when he has time, whether it be behind the line of scrimmage with good protection, they're missing both their guards today or, or both their tackles or both their guards. I can't remember uh, one of them. I think it was both their tackles. Or if he has time rolling out, the guy is a surgeon with the football. Like we saw some stuff today where it's like, oh man, they could definitely come back with Baker at the helm. And the, the Cardinals just, you know, they were able to turn him over because Baker has a problem with turning, you know, turn the ball yeah. over. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's, it's as far as competitiveness, You'd be it'd be tough to find any quarterback in the league that competitive, but you know Tom Brady, of course, the the top. But him coming out there and competing and wanting to play and you know injuries, whatever it may be, Baker Mayfield, tip of the cap. But at the same time, you know the Browns were down. They can you know they had players kind of falling by the wayside throughout the game. We saw Kareem Hunt exit this contest. 
you can say what you want about the penalties. I don't think the penalties, I saw a lot of Browns people chirping about the penalties early on, but look, you can't put your hands on wide receivers. You can't touch the quarterback. We know that. If you don't know that yet, welcome to watching the NFL. That's just how it goes. I, I don't know what to tell you. It works both ways. It just didn't work in your favor today. Well, and luckily for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, I mean, he flails. Like, he doesn't flail. He's smaller than a six seven defensive tackle. Okay, so maybe sometimes when he gets pushed, there's a little bit more movement in his body, which is yielded. Now, having said that, I was even like, man, the Cardinals are getting some calls today. Sure. You know, like the Cardinals are, like DeAndre Hopkins, that's what happens when you throw him the ball. Yeah, He's the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. They get calls. They get calls and maybe they shouldn't. He gets more offensive pass interference calls than any wide receiver in the NFL because he pushes off more than any anybody, but that's fine. Look at what he did today. And they get calls. I mean, that's what's going to happen. You have better players, you get more calls. Yeah, there's a bunch of questions coming off of this victory. Good questions to ask. Uh, and, you know, who stepped up of the Arizona Cardinals top players who stepped up the most in the in the uh, just ton of absences and as well, you know, what does this mean for this group potentially going forward? Vance Joseph, very impressive. His defense continues to be one of the top groups in the NFL. Does he become kind of a, another candidate this offseason when the coaching carousel cranks back up? We'll get into that conversation and how the Cardinals look without Cliff Kingsbury. Is that uh, you know a testament to Cliff putting the team in a good spot? Is it an indictment on K2? We'll get into that conversation. We're having it with you guys online as well at Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, Bob Rack, Bo Brock, follow me. And uh, we appreciate everybody chiming in, uh, and we appreciate you making us your first listen. Also, wanted to tell you about Direct TV Stream. It's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love in one place without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings you your live TV, on-demand favorites, together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports like the Cardinals game and then also stream a movie or one of your TV shows that you're binge watching right now. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Stop waiting to get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more, directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Recording right after an Arizona Cardinals victory. That's what we do each and every Sunday. Also each and every Sunday or game day, I should say, we're going live at halftime. We appreciate everybody that tuned in. Uh, just we see the numbers go up. We appreciate each and every one of you that tunes in, and, uh, jumps into the conversation in the chat. That's uh, that's the best part of our week, just getting to kind of converse with everybody. Otherwise, we're premiering our YouTube episodes each and every morning at 10 a.m., aside from our post-game episode, which goes up shortly after the contest. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. And the Arizona Cardinals are now 6-0. and 72 Dolphins can continue to keep that champagne on ice that they pop after the last undefeated team suffers their first loss of the NFL season. And the Arizona Cardinals up next have the Houston Texans. And then after that, they've got the Thursday night game against the Green Bay Packers. And then you got another game against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, the sky's the limit as far as what this team could do within the first 10, 12 games of this season, Alex. Yeah, I mean, this is the stretch. They have three home games in four games they have three of the next four at home which is the most favorable stretch regarding home games clustered up that they're going to see this season the fact that they're four and oh on the road already this year Bo, that's one more win than the 2018 season altogether that's one less win than the 2019 season altogether like what they're doing on the road now at this point until we get deeper downward like hopefully you know this still continues and there's aren't any injuries uh, knock on wood 
where it's like you're looking at opponent and not if it's at home or on the road because you love. I mean, the Cardinals are winning games on the road. The most the diff, the most difficult teams that they've played have all been road games, aside from Jacksonville. They went on the road against the Rams. They went on the road against Kansas City. They went or uh, Tennessee. They went on the road against Cleveland. I mean, they get Green Bay at home. That's their toughest opponent for the rest of the season. But they're going to have to go on the road to play the Bears, which is going to be difficult, and they're going to have to play just because it's Soldier Field and it's the Bears and they play ugly, and we'll see what the Cardinals are made of there with Khalil Mack on the other side of the line. And then they go to Dallas, which may be the game of the year, which if if both teams are still winning, that's a flex-worthy game, especially because, you know, it's Jerry Jones. It's wins against teams like the Titans on the road and wins against teams like the Rams on the road, and it's wins against teams against the Cleveland Browns on the road when the Arizona Cardinals, at least before the season begins, are underdogs. They're not favoring those games. They're not expected to win. I, I, I hear from the homers that want to pick the Cardinals in each and every game. They're more realistic than that. But when you get W's against in games like that, it's when a good season can transform into something more. And you know, you can go from being a fringe playoff team, seven, eight wins to double digit victories. You know, you get, you know, sprinkled in there a victory at home because Greg Joseph can't connect from 37 yards. That's where you can start putting up just pretty eye-popping amounts of wins. Like the Arizona Cardinals went from probably being a 9-10 to 10 win team to start the season. So now we're looking at 12, maybe 13 wins this year, which is pretty crazy uh, with the extra game. For Kyler sure. Murray. Four, and, you know, just real touch- quick, b- yeah. Before, yeah. before we move on, so sorry. So we talk about it. We did our Locked On Now Um the the biggest, you know, the the star from this game, maybe it's Max Garcia. I mean, Max except for, for sure. the one snap that turned into a touchdown. So for fantasy football owners, gave Kyle, Kyler a little extra room to throw the touchdown pass to the back of the end zone to Christian Kirk. You didn't really, I mean, you didn't think, his name wasn't mentioned besides that play, which means during offensive linemen, you know, I mean, for that, their job, if they're not mentioned, that means they're doing their job at least adequately above uh, above average. And that's all you wanted from him. So you got to give him a shout out at this point also. Especially Ronnie Hudson yeah. going to the IR. Now they're starting to get a little momentum. You know, it's 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 a big deal. Yeah, I think that the, uh, yeah, Max, I mean, there was a couple suspect snaps in that game. Uh, and I thought that that was actually the key. There was, there was three drives in a row where the offense seemed real stagnant. And, you know, two of, two of those drives were solid by a bad snap, negative yards. And then the next one was a, sna- a, a sack to open up this, the second half that was taken by Kyler Murray, where maybe he could have thrown the ball away. I think he could have um, and got negative yards. And they just torpedoed their chance to move the ball or get, you know, score a touchdown as far as those, the last two drives of the first half were concerned. So, but at the end of the day, the Arizona Cardinals roll in this one. Kyler Murray throws four touchdown passes. He has now 14 on the season. He did have a rushing touchdown that was negated by penalty. I think it was the Josh Jones that got called for that one. Uh, you look at the rushing numbers, James Conner, your boy, 16 carries, 71 yards. You had uh, Christian Kirk, 75 yards, a touchdown. A.J. Green, he, his number called a ton of times in the second half. Five catches for 71 – I'm sorry, five catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. And then DeAndre Hopkins, three catches, 55 yards. Two of his three catches were in the end zone, one of them. How did the Browns not know that DeAndre Hopkins is on the field? I don't know. I don't know. That was like I mean, the game sealer right there. Like, yeah. That was and James Conner. We didn't see Chase. Did we see Chase Edmonds in the second half running the ball? At least I not in the know. fourth quarter. 
Yeah, it wasn't a mo- like, not a lot of James Conner was up. just the world beater. Man, him and eight. I mean, tell me AJ Green's washed. Please, <laughs> please do it. Please do it. And I, listen, it's a lot easier for him to be the wide receiver too at this point in his career. Sure. How's Julio Jones doing? Yeah, How's man. Doing? I mean, it's in Tennessee. He he can't stay on the field, and they're the same age. So tell me that AJ Green is washed and Julio Jones is the better of the two. Please, please continue to tell me that. It's just like. The dude just knows how to play football. He knows how to get open, and he knows how to be 6'4", because he has been for his whole adult life. And the fact that he can run to the back pylon, and Kyler Murray throws this marshmallow just into his hands just for a fun touchdown at the end of the game, this is what you do with young quarterbacks. You find playmakers, and you put them around him. And look at how it's elevated everything. AJ yeah. Green is so important to this offense, even if it's not the numbers, because it opens everything up for Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore. I mean, what's going to happen when Zach Ertz comes in? Like, and these guys have none of them have egos, which is the best part of all of this. It doesn't matter. Everybody wants to win. Well, I mean, especially when you look, everybody's there's there's a you know big enough spoon to feed all these mouths. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, you've got. 10 catches between Kirk and Green. You've got DeAndre Hopkins finding the end zone twice. You've got Rondell Moore, who they're incorporating in the offense. I know he had a quiet day, but he was he had his num- number called. I mean, he had three rushes. He had three catches. Uh, I mean, everybody's getting their hands on the ball because you're playing the high, you know, the the high volume offense. And and the 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 defense is putting the ball in the offense's hands. And and that brings up, you know, kind of our next point. And this is a defense that once again was nails on on fourth down. They gave up one conversion out of four attempts. Last week, I think it was one for five from the Niners. You know, you look at the last two weeks, their teams are two for nine. That's, I mean, that's just incredible, uh, the ability to make stops on fourth down. Vance Joseph was kind of your your co-head coach on Sunday with Jeff Rogers. We talked about it a little bit, but I think this is going to become a serious conversation. When that coaching carousel kicks back up, Vance Joseph is going to have a couple interviews to uh, to kind of, I don't know if he's going to tag team it with Jeff Rogers, like stepbrothers. Are they going to, I don't know how they're going to do it, but Vance Joseph continues to, to improve. Yeah, I'm going to figure out this pan pan thing pan. Uh, <laughs> as far as, you know, his resume is getting a boost. And if it's, Hello, if it's a team. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, just really quick. We got to, we got to put a button on this Bo, yeah. You hammering the over of one and a half fourth down conversions. Oh. There were two. There were two. No, there was one, wasn't there? No, there was two. I think the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals went for it on fourth and two at the tw- at Cleveland's twenty-five at the end of the game to clinch it. Okay, we got it. I, I'm sorry, I didn't it. know that. I thought I thought it was yeah. a bad beat because uh, Odell Beckham dropped that ball. I apologize. Well, th- there you go. The only bad beat about that spot. is how much money they gave him. You know, <laughs> so know. like, so with Vance Joseph, it's interesting, and it's. We're going to temper this. This is more of an off-season conversation, but when your team is 6-0 and that you're covering, you have a little luxury to talk about things that, oh, the Cardinals scored more points, cool. There's only so much you can talk about. Vance Joseph needs to be retained as a defensive coordinator. And it's not like a, a you know an original thing. How long has Josh McDaniels been an offensive coordinator for? Sometimes people, oh, and it's funny, he flamed out in Denver also. It's <laughs> it, not everybody that's a good coach is fit to be a good head coach. And I don't know why we're forcing this on, on people. Like, look at how great Gus Bradley's done as a defensive coordinator in different spots. Ken Wisenhunt for a long time. 
Like, you don't have to be a head coach just because you had a good couple years as a D.C., and hopefully the Cardinals can pay him and keep him here in perpetuity to be the assistant head coach to Cliff Kingsbury. You, you know, like, is, is Vance Joseph, if the, if, it, if the Raiders come calling, and he's looking at Derek Carr, who's got some pretty nice statistics this season, or you're looking at the New York Giants potentially come and calling, <sighs> or uh, I, I don't know who Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at least Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, that's an look. I'm, I'm not going to relive my Denver days by not having yeah. a quarterback. I think it's pretty safe right. to say Trevor Lawrence will be successful at some point. Uh, but if you're, if the giants, they don't have, they don't have any like long-term solution at quarterback and you don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders. Like if those types of teams come, I don't think that, I think Vance Joseph has the luxury of saying, eh, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for a better opportunity. I know what it's like without having the best. Oh, position, I see what you mean. The most important position taken care of. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, cause as important as running it back with these guys that they've signed in the offseason, you know, barring any sort of, you know, blow up and the Cardinals not make the play, you know, something crazy happening. Bring it every like Van Joseph is he was the coach of the year last year in the Cardinals yeah. in the Cardinals coaching room after what happened when Chandler Jones went down and that defense got better. You know, he was the coach of the year last year. So why not? I don't know. If it's a matter of money, there's a lot worse places to live than Arizona. You know? Oh yeah. And you know, and he can if they can figure I don't know. I mean, again, we're gonna talk about this a lot, but just celebrate the win. And he did a great oh. job as the front leader of the coaching group that took care of it. Sean Cougar did a great job. I mean, it was great. Who knows how much uh, Colt McCoy had to say about it, but you tweeted out, you had a really good tweet. I know we got to go break here. Zach Ertz and Colt McCoy standing next to each other, both yeah. with ear with, with earpieces in, um, you know, listening to play calling. It's like, man, this is a, this is an adult grown up team now. Yeah. It wasn't they got just all the adults in all the right places. He wasn't just cheerleading on the sidelines for his new squad. I mean, He's right. He was listening to the play calls and he's, well, he he's was getting, there. He didn't have to be yeah. there. Right. Played a game yeah. on Thursday for a different team. <laughs> I mean, think about him. I saw a couple saw a couple formations where it's like Demetrius Harris in the backfield. Is this what, what put hurts? Can't wait to see Ertz there. Yeah. Coming out, Dude. making catches in the red zone and in the red zone offense, I think looked uh, it, it, the last two weeks. I think there, there's room for improvement for the red zone offense for the Arizona Cardinals. If, you, if you're looking for ways to kind of maybe nitpick and places for improvement, I think that the red zone offense the last two weeks, it, it hasn't been as impressive as it was the previous couple of weeks. And that's, uh, you know, that's pretty nice. I mean, as far as attempts and touchdowns, it was four for seven. So you can certainly improve just over 50% in that area. But, uh, you know, the stars came out. You, you got a big effort from your quarterback, Kyler Murray. You got a big effort from uh, J.J. Watt on the defensive side of the football. Let's actually get into that. Let's get more into this defensive effort. Uh, Marcus Golden, Jordan Hicks, your veteran defensive players, stepped up big time in this game. We'll get into that before we wrap up here on Locked On Cardinals. Got to tell you about the uh, protein bar that is basically the Cardinals equivalent, the best right now on the market. It's Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors that you can always rely upon. If you haven't tried any, I suggest getting the mix box, figure out which flavor you like the best, and then go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, save yourself 15% on your next order. Nine delicious flavors. Here are a couple for you. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, mint, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Find one that you like because you're not going to cut any corners nutrition-wise. 17 grams of protein in most of the bars, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 grams of net carbs. As I said, use the promo code LOCK15 when you go to Built.com 
and save yourself 15%. That's lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. So I remember a time where before today, the Cardinals were a three point underdog, upwards of three and a half point underdog um, going into Cleveland. The Cardinals, I don't know if you know this, Bo, they won by, you know, they covered and they won outright. But, you know, if you had on that side, or if you had, you didn't wager on it, you should go to betonline.ag for next time because betonline.ag is back and better than ever. Like the new interface and site. Wet, like it's incredible super streamlined they have more odds props and contests than ever before go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on again go to the website or use your mobile device to get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts Bo, some crazy stats from both alex and myself and before we get out of here, also, you're getting an extra segment today. It's not Alex and myself. It's actually our Locked On NFL insider, Isaiah Stanback, a former uh, Super Bowl champion. He's going to give his thoughts on the Zach Ertz acquisition. Uh, real quick, spread is out. Early spread. State Farm Stadium, Arizona Cardinals hosting the Houston Texans. Do you care at all to give a guess on what the spread is? No. 13. 16. 16. Is it is Tom no. Brady with the Patriots, the quarterback of the Cardinals? 16-point favorites the Arizona Cardinals are over the Houston Texans. In Yowza! Week, yeah, week seven of the NFL season as they gear up and try to go for 7-0. Uh, and 0. Houston got absolutely destroyed on Sunday by the Indianapolis Colts 31-3. to uh 16 points i mean that's the whole point is to kind of conjure up action and uh, right. i think that's trying to get texans betters and maybe throw some check it was like it couldn't be that bad 16 points early spread we'll see well, that i mean we'll sure. see we'll right. see if chandler yeah. jones comes back we'll see yeah. well rodney hudson obviously isn't but like this team won a game before i mean tyler taylor got hurt so i mean they won week one right they beat Jacksonville in week one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it's just kind of been rough sledding since then. Uh, as bad as the Cardinals were in 2018, they weren't this bad. Yeah. You know, like this is bad, bad. This is I'm... relegated to uh, out of the Premier League bad. <laughs> you know, so Texans, yeah. yeah. But this is a perfect time. This, you know, they're a perfect opponent to play if you've got a short week against Green Bay coming up on Thursday night football. It's a perfect when things happen for magical runs, things like this happen. You never wish upon injuries. You never wish anything like that. But at this point, Greg Joseph misses an extra misses a field goal. Cardinals win. Okay. Nick Chubb is out today. Kareem Hunt gets hurt. Odell Beckham gets hurt. You never wish injuries on anybody, but it happened when the Cardinals were playing them. So it made their job a little bit easier to score more points than the opposing team. And then you get Houston at home just so happens to be right before the Thursday night game. The only time the Cardinals play back-to-back home games this year is Texans on Sunday, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers here Thursday night. And then you go with Trey Lance. Who knows if Russell Wilson's going to be back. Then you have, I mean, you have Carolina. Like, the next six weeks, 
if the Cardinals win in Thursday night, they could be 12 and 0 through 12 weeks. This isn't a joke anymore. Like it's a legitimate thing where the Cardinals will be favored in the majority of the games they play through 12 weeks, through week 12, from now to week 12. It, they might even be favored against Green Bay. Yeah, it's it's miraculous that the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, and, and you've got a stat. I've got a stat for you. The Arizona Cardinals haven't trailed in the football game since eleven twenty nine in the second quarter of Week Four. That's better than mine. That's I mean, say that again. The Arizona Cardinals haven't trailed in a football game since eleven twenty nine left in the second quarter of Week Four of this season against the Rams. So the Rams go up ten to seven, and then Kyler Murray, with ten forty four left in the second quarter in the first half. He hits Max Williams for the touchdown, and they haven't looked back. They haven't looked back. What's mine? Oh. The Cardinals, since 2000, the Cardinals have not eclipsed six wins in a season ten times, and they're 6-0 this year. So I think yours is better. (laughs) I think yours is better. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, Brock Alex. It has to do with the season. Yeah, lockdown Cardinals. Follow on Twitter at lockdown easy cards. This defensive performance, this defense has showed up, shown up all but one week. I think you can make that case. You know, Minnesota was tough, thirty-three points. They win thirty-four, thirty-three. But the rest of the weeks, and I feel like the last two weeks, the defense has been that stable, reliable group that when you need big plays, they've got they've they've pulled them off. And, you know, big testament. I know J.J. Watt, he, he was close to a couple, you know, getting his first uh, his first stat. I mean, his first sack. Did he get his first sack today? I know he took down. I don't know Baker. if they – yeah, I don't know if they gave that to him or not. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But, I mean, he, he lived in the backfield. As far as sacks go, uh, you had two from Jordan Hicks. You had two from Golden. Right. Yes, J.J. Watt was credited with a sack. He got one. Strip yeah. sack on that one. And uh, his first sack is a Cardinal. And, you know, he does a lot of things that don't show up in, in the box score. And he proved to do that. But you saw from those veterans, the three I just mentioned, Marcus Golden, Jordan Hicks, and J.J. Watt, they just showed up to play today. And I think it's for the second time in two straight seasons where Chandler Jones, you know, he went out for the rest of the season last year after five games. And you saw an inspired effort. And you saw bigger sack numbers. They had five today. And in the last last year, they had three sacks in the game after Chandler Jones was out. You're seeing this this group focus in and start to get after the quarterback again. Uh, you know, I, it's just it's just coming together. How funny was it too? Is laugh out loud funny in the game where and this Isaiah Simmons continues to be a beast? Where Baker Mayfield yeah. calls Peoples Jones to pick up Isaiah Simmons <laughs> in a red zone situation, and Isaiah Simmons makes. Quick work of the poor wide receiver <laughs> assigned to block him and gets the tackle on that play. It's he just tackles Kareem Hunt with like one hand. It's like <laughs> bing bonk. Wait, you're supposed to block me. You didn't listen to your quarterback, sir. I yeah. mean, when you look at a common misconception is veteran means old and slow. Still effective, but old and slow. Tell me Jordan Hicks isn't 75% of what he was when they signed him. He got in the backfield quick. He was never the fastest guy. That's not his job. He's still one of the best tacklers in the league when given the opportunity. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Marcus Golden was a great they, – they flew a sixth-round pick to New York for him, and he's been not only in the, in the locker room, on the field, he's been an integral part of this pass rush. As you mentioned, when Chandler Jones went out, he was one of the inspired bunch. Uh, as of now, 
I don't know, bar, you know, barring any sort of injury or with the injuries they have sustained now with Rodney Hudson, I don't know where the weakness is on this team. I, I still would say secondary just by default because they're young and unproven. Robert Alford got truck stick today uh, by Donovan Peoples-Jones, which was though. a little embarrassing. They never pick. Yeah. Um, they look fine. Like, that patchwork looks the best version of patchwork if that's what they were looking for with with, Mal- with Malcolm Butler retiring. Um, I don't know, man. It's a hell of a roster. It is. It is. And I think that the uh, it's been a, a slow rise to it. I think that they had to have some necessary learning curves and, and took their lumps. Like the play calling wasn't perfect from, you know, week one to week, you know, obviously struggled in week five. But, you know, it's it's slowly but surely getting better and, and dialing in. And, it, again, another big number from this offense. And then also this defense is figuring itself out. This secondary is coming in on its own in this pass rush. You're right. I mean, as far as weaknesses, I mean, this Cardinals team is slowly turning into one of the more complete teams, if not the most complete team in the NFL right now, which I think would shock a ton of people if you were to jump in a DeLorean and gun it to 88 and go back before the season started. Who needs a dime machine? I'll say it every time. I don't care. I will say it every single time. I know, but it, it that, is, that is veteran Paul Rudd right there. I mean, that is J.J. Watt in the backfield. Who needs a dime machine? Um, the, And this is one thing that is going to blow your mind momentarily because I just realized this. Aside from, aside from the Hail Mary... Cleveland didn't score a point after four minutes left in the second quarter. Stupid. Yeah, they shut him out Cleveland. in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but shutouts don't happen. Like, even with – so it, it was with the Rams. They ended up with a 20-burger. It was really only 13 because it was a throwaway touchdown at the end. The yeah. San Francisco game was probably the closest yeah. because there weren't that many points scored. So one thing happens one way or the other towards the end of a game – you know, a fumble or anything, it's San Francisco come back, return it, whatever. But, I mean, the Cardinals haven't played, like, a close game since Minnesota. They That's the only close game they played this year. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco, I hear what you say. I mean, it, it was tight at the end, but I don't think anybody they were, was. Where, the, where you thought yeah. they were going to lose. It was 10-7, and then they were able to tack on DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. They went to work, and they tacked on, and they did what they had to yeah. do. Point differential, there's only one team in the NFL better than the Arizona Cardinals. It's the Buffalo Bills. Tampa Bay. Oh, Buffalo, yeah. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals eight are eight points. Five. Sweet yeah. Jesus. 85. That's, that's pretty impressive. 85 point differential pretty for good. the Arizona Cardinals, second in the NFL. Um, they've won six straight out of the gates. They didn't have a mishap against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. It's your number one I team mean, in the NFL. The NFC West is now a two-team race, but it's really, I mean – it's going to be tight. Like up the or up towards the top. We talked about this a little bit at halftime. Like Green Bay still five and one. Dallas is five and one. Tampa Bay is five and one. The Rams are five and one. That's four teams with one. Like that's insane. That at this point through six weeks, there are four teams with still only one loss, and then Cardinals are the lone undefeated team in the NFC. That's five out of the seven playoff teams. You can pretty much lock it up that those five are going to make the playoffs yeah. through six weeks. And that's bonkers. It's nuts. Absolutely bonkers. We're just getting started for, you know, 
following this game. We'll have our more collected thoughts as we always do on Tuesday's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Arizona Cardinals. You're following along on Twitter. Just went over 900 Twitter followers. Thank you, everybody that uh, follows us on social media at Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, at B O B R A C K, me, Bo Brock. And, uh, you know, this. This is a this is a fun season. This is an absolute blast. We're enjoying it. Hopefully you are as well. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Premiere Tuesday at 10 a.m. That's our next episode. Enjoy this bonus content. Isaiah Stanbeck, our Locked On NFL insider, breaking down the Zach Ertz trade because come Tuesday, Alex, we start breaking down this team with Zach Ertz in the offense against Houston, who's given up the most fantasy points to tight ends. <laughs> Woo! 2020. Ertz so good, uh, baby. Hurts oh, so man. good. All right, guys, gals, thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you on Tuesday. Look for another episode coming up soon. Lockdown Cardinals. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and Monday. Welcome in. I'm Kanani Stevens with another Locked On Now Insider Report. We're joined by NFL insider Isaiah Stanback, and we got to talk Eagles and Cardinals. Zach Ertz on the move. The three-time Pro Bowler is heading to Arizona. Now, why did this trade come about at this point in the season for both these two teams, Isaiah? Yeah, that's a question that everybody wants to know. Um, but for the Arizona Cardinals, this makes a lot of sense. They lost their starting tight end last in last week's game um, with a knee injury for the season. So this is a position that they needed to obviously upgrade. Um, and when they looked around the, in the NFL, they found a guy in Zach Ertz who was available, so they pulled the trigger. Obviously, Zach Ertz, uh, he's spoken to the media since then. He knew about this trade before last night's game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. He said after the game, he was very emotional, crying in his locker. He was drafted by the Eagles. He wanted to remain there and do a long-term deal, but Philly was resistant to that. What's kind of their motivation? They didn't get a ton in return. They, I think they got a rookie defensive back and a fifth-round pick. So what are they trying to do right now? Is it just you know kind of rebuild at this point? Yeah, in the trade, just so everybody understands, they, they received the six-round draft pick from Arizona, Tay Gowan, um, and as well as a fifth-round draft pick in 2022's draft. So, yeah, most people will look at that and say, huh, that's not much for, for a three-time Pro Bowler and an eight-year veteran and a former tight end, uh, Zach Ertz. Um, but this made a lot of sense for them. Um, over the last few years, he's been splitting time with Dallas Goddard, and the re re reality is that he's a Carson Wentz guy. Um, him and Carson Wentz had a relationship just much, much like Tony Romo and Jason Witten did. So anybody can remember how tight that unit was. That's the type of relationship that he had with Carson Wentz. So when Wentz left, guess what? The, the, the relationship was gone. So uh, Goddard has really become a guy that is really tied into Jalen Hurts. Um, and they started, they split time at about 56, 50, 56% of the snaps has went to Dallas Goddard um, versus, Zach, versus Zach Ertz. So it was kind of the writing was on the wall. And, you know, as you mentioned, this was something they had talked about doing in the offseason. Obviously, that didn't get done. Uh, now that they're two and four, they made that move. But he's not exact. Ertz isn't exactly going to, you know, a bad situation. The Cardinals are five and oh, their offense is explosive. What they can do there. Kyler Murray looks like he's trying to be, you know, MVP, put up all these crazy video <laughs> game points. What kind of role can Ertz play in that system? Because obviously, it, he'll be taking on, you know, probably a decent amount of snaps for them. And then this is an offense that can do so many things. 
Yeah, he's going into an amazing situation. Obviously, he won't be available for this first this first game that, um, of his trade. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury um, is pretty much just eating his cake. <laughs> he's eating his cake right now. He has all the weapons that he could ever hope for. He obviously has Kyler Murray. He picked up James Conner this offseason. He has him in the backfield. He has A.J. Green, B-Hop, and now you throw a Pro Bowl tight end into that mix. And all of a sudden, these guys were already doing really well, but now they have to be considered one of the most explosive offenses in not only in the NFC West, but also in the NFL. They're still undefeated at this point. Obviously, I think they might be slight underdogs, but they're going to play Cleveland this week. Is is Ertz a player? I mean, obviously, he's been in the same system for such a long time where he can come in and make an immediate impact because he's a veteran. He can play, you know, kind of different roles. Yeah, that's the thing when you have a versatile quarterback like Kyler Murray, um, there he's not just simply dropping back and having to deliver the ball uh, to his guys that have to run the exact routes correctly. They have to be in the right spots for these concepts. Um, he's going to be a guy that can run and obviously make himself open. Um, when Kyler Murray extends these plays, guess what? Zach Ertz can go ahead and find his way into these these gaps of these zone coverages because teams can't play these guys man anymore. Um, they now have a three-headed monster out there that have receiving abilities, and they have a, a quarterback who can obviously move the sticks with his feet as well this is a very dangerous team and Zach Ertz will have an immediate impact once he's allowed to play it's definitely going to be a good game this weekend as far as the Eagles go they dropped their game last night kind of you know what are Eagles fans kind of holding on to at this point is the team in tank mode or are they still trying to do something with you know this young squad Younger. Yeah, this is a very difficult division right now. Um, obviously, these guys, everybody pretty much is looking up at the Dallas Cowboys and with those guys sitting at the top of the NFC East. And it's hard to imagine that anybody's going to really be able to dethrone them. So the question does arise, what are the Philadelphia Eagles doing? Um, from the fans' perspective, it looks as if they're tanking, but they still have a chance to go in there and hopefully get in and get a playoff spot if they can get things rolling, falling at the number two spot in the NFC East. That's about it. So we'll have to kind of see how that goes. That division is always kind of up in the air, it seems like, even with the Cowboys playing as well as they have been playing. So that's it for this Locked On Now Insider Report. He's Isaiah. I'm Kainani. Thanks for joining us.